0: And now, back to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.
1: Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan
0: Weaver, and I'm Bunker. That's the name of my imaginary
1: friend uh, growing up. Oh, well, well done, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> I did not have an imaginary friend.
0: I, w- huh? I mean, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. I felt like I kind of got one. Well, we'll get into it. We can. Do you want it. me to talk about it? it now? Doesn't matter. Okay, we're talking about it now. Um, I I felt like I had a imaginary friend out of obligation because my older siblings had imaginary uh, friends around my age, and they would always talk about them and everything. And then when it would get to Andrew, it's like, oh, Andrew has what? What's his imaginary friend? Oh yeah, Bunker. Mind cool. you, my only exposure to the word bunker is uh, for uh, at that time was uh, for trash like that's where we keep the trash on the side of our house and like a little like kind of wooden it
1: was called a
0: bunker yeah i don't know why oh, I... okay parent decision um <laughs> okay but yeah no sure and why not thus that was the name of my imaginary friend who i had affection for still named him after the place where we keep our trash
1: okay yeah yeah right. yeah why not there was a, uh, there's a, uh, a, a Teen Titans superhero called Bunker. Really? Who was, uh, yeah, famous as being, like, one of the first original characters created in the DC universe who was gay. Oh!
0: Wow. If that ain't telling, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. <laughs> yeah, in, you know,
1: the year of our Lord 2011, which, you know.
0: A little late. <laughs> yeah, but... Hey, maybe it was inspired... I mean, that 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 was after, you know, Bunker had his time in, in the sun, so...
1: Ah, uh-huh. okay, so you're saying they stole Bunker this, from you.
0: No, the spirit of Bunker moved on, oh, I think. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's All a right. freelance imaginary friend, you know? <laughs> I didn't want to hold him down. I got to the point where I had real best friends, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, just sign that little NDA and send him on his way.
1: <laughs> he didn't want to... He didn't want to bing-bong him?
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I could never bing-bong Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Sent him into the abyss. <laughs> oh, my lord.
1: Oh. Yeah, I... So, my brother is two years younger than me. Uh-huh. So, I do not have memories prior to him existing. Fair. And I think that that... Reduce the necessity of Um, an imaginary friend when you had an actual friend who was always there.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And age is, again, so close that, like... Right, right, right. Like,
1: I have another brother who was six years younger than me, and he wound up having an imaginary friend.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: But... But I never needed one.
0: No, no, you had just a you had a sibling.
1: Right, I had a sibling and I also as this as this episode seems to insinuate, uh imaginary friends happen as a result of change in the life, which hopefully child psychologist Andrew can uh chime Debunk? in on. But <laughs> debunker? Um <Yeah. laughs> But I also I never moved, so there was no need for an imaginary friend for that reason Wait a either. Minute. When did you
0: move? You said that you did move.
1: I mean like okay, like I didn't like, I, I moved, when I, the first time I moved, I was 14, 13 going on 14. Oh, okay, okay. That is not, yeah. like, I grew up in one house. Yeah. And then, and then my moved. parents moved to another.
0: Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Okay. I wasn't sure uh, as <laughs> to how old you were when that,
1: when that yeah, changed. no, 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 not, not young enough that it, like, I did not grow up in the house, in the house my parents own now.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's so funny, because that house feels like it's always been your house, even though it hasn't been for that long. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I mean, you didn't know me prior to middle school. No, certainly not. So, yeah. No. Didn't even know me prior to, like, high school. Like, you, yeah.
0: I, no. When I was in middle school. When
1: you were in middle school and I was in high school, you knew who I was? Because I was the cool older kid who everyone (gasps) liked, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, you were (laughs) the youth pastor's favorite or up there, so, yeah, it just... And, yeah, you always had a gaggle of platonic female friends, which was always very exciting for me, because I like older women. Uh-huh,
1: <laughs> right. And I wasn't dating them, so... Nope, nope. Made them fair game.
0: <laughs> Certainly. That was that was 100% my intentions with my best friend's older sister. Um. <laughs> Former guest on the podcast. Yep. We'll let
1: you guys connect the dots.
0: <laughs> uh, so.
1: S- yeah. So, right, it's... <laughs> What episode so, so, are we talking about? I don't know, Bunker. What episode are we talking about?
0: <laughs> Bethanary, Bethany's Imaginary Friend, episode 428B, yeah 428B for yeah. the
1: Lightning. Crazy, right? It's, uh so it is directed by Phil Lawler. Mm. It is written by Lissa Halls Johnson. Okay. Lissa Halls Johnson has two episodes credited to her. It's this one and it's episode 430 um which is a uh blind girl's bluff uh pretty good uh, episode in my recollection yeah. maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll you know don's choice at some time but yeah. but that is uh yeah that's one of the ones we have however uh she is notable for being a uh, christian author outside of this Interesting So she wrote a series for um for focus on the family called Brio Girls, which Brio was their like girls yeah. magazine. Yeah, but then there was a I I guess there was a um like a I don't know a fictional series that they just used the same branding on, hmm. um, and yeah, and has written some yeah some other stuff as well, uh, most notably, so in uh 1982 she published her first novel it's a book called just like ice cream huh and it is a book um about a it was a quote unquote bestseller it was not a focus book it was actually pretty uh published by Tyndale but okay. uh it makes sense that she then went on to focus yeah the uh the the yeah it's a It's a girl who, uh, is, uh, pressured by her boyfriend to have sex under the guise of it'll be just like ice cream.
0: I haven't tried that one. I can say, in all honesty, (laughs) I've shot my shot in many a way in my time. It's um, never
1: reminded you of ice cream? Never.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, not in ways I'm going to say on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) But, but yeah,
1: so that's, that's that. And then, right, of course, because she's a teenage girl who has sex, she does get Get pregnant. pregnant. Yep. And then the rest of the book has to deal with that
0: with the teen pregnancy right that's just like ice cream right but
1: but there are yeah there are some great i i I encourage you folks to go and read the the reviews on goodreads i'll link it in the show notes but there's just a lot of people it's a it's a flip-flop of people being like boy was this like traumatic and messed me up Or, wow, I still have love for this thing all these years later, but the best are the people who were like, they gave me this book to read because it was supposed to discourage me from sex, and it did not. (laughs) I found this very, very enjoyable as a child because of, like, the classic, like... Ooh, this is like naughty book that yeah. like deals with like adult sex. stuff, <laughs> and so I, a child, am very into it. This is coming from uh myself, who I um my my parents uh as a form of uh of, of sex ed for for me growing up bought two books on sex mm-hmm. a. More, both from the local Christian bookstore, I love um, it. a more academic one, and a fun one. A fun book! <laughs> and they asked me which I wanted, and I said, of course, I do not want the fun one, I want the serious one, mm-hmm. which I read, and then proceeded to sneak in and borrow the fun one to read as well, just because I was like, I don't know, maybe it's got different content.
0: It didn't, <laughs>
1: but I read them both.
0: They got you. Well, and honestly... As, like, like, when you're, yeah, when you're raised in, like, the media diet situation where, like, sex is incredibly taboo, where it's, like, should you even let your children read the word sex before the age of 13? You know, to certain extents with with certain people. It's, it's so funny how backwards the results are and, like, how exactly where they gave you educational stuff that was literally just like catnip to you because it had sex involved even a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah before we move on i would like to read oh, just a couple other names of her books
1: <laughs> oh sure sure i would the, the the other thing i wanted to say before that is i think that that sort of like the the tabooness or whatever of of such things is also like the reason that i was like super drawn to Novacom or whatever as mm-hmm. well, or like any Odyssey that had a parental warning. Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. Because it's it's that same thing of it's like, oh, they're talking, like, they're, they're this, is, this is content that I wouldn't get to consume if it was secular, mm-hmm. but it isn't, and, and so, so I on. can. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, you know, I might not be able to watch this movie on my own, but anything I rent from the, you know, church library... I can watch all on my own. own. Yeah. Anything. And so. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> well, and yeah. And so it's not like I. It's not like there was anything that was like super scandalous, but it just no. speaks to that greater thing of where it's like the. I don't know. I feel like we naturally gravitate towards the edges of mm-hmm. whatever we are allowed to do, regardless of. And I'm like the quote unquote good kid, firstborn, rule follower, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was still just like. Yeah, but, like, I'm curious, and I want to, like, know the things that I don't, and, like, and, yeah, enjoy the things that, like, I'm told I shouldn't. Yes. So, like, that, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's very, it's very funny, but it's, like, yeah, you, I don't know, if the, if the reins are tight enough, the smallest glimmer seems exciting. Exactly. And so we get, like, people who had their sexual awakenings to just
0: like ice cream amen amen or uh disney is the robin hood with sexy fox that movie is great Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know that i'm particularly attracted to either fox i wasn't as a child as since watching it as an adult i'm like oh no that that is a hot fox i don't know how they did it and i'm sure it wasn't intentional but eyebrows eyebrows
1: sure sure i was i was you know much more like a fantastic mr fox kind oh, of, yes kind certainly. of
0: fox you know felicity fox i or um, oh yeah i don't think that i ever really had anything for the maybe maybe the mom that's, maybe that's felicity bit. oh that's felicity agnes, okay. is, agnes the, is the, the kid younger one. One. Yeah. yeah not He's, attracted to child foxes just just adult ones <laughs> Andrew Sabo, look, I was also a child. <laughs> what I said, I was a child. So true, true. Anyways,
1: you want to read off some other book titles from from um, Lisa Holt? Hull, yeah, Hull's that Johnson? would be
0: delightful. If if I will,
1: uh, searching for normal, opportunity knocks twice. Is Wait. that knocks with an X? Because I think uh, I think Focus is is doing
0: that one as an Odyssey episode. <laughs> nope nope it's uh cks unfortunately yep. um we've got bad girl Daya, daya which she's holding a graduation um like she's in a graduation gown and she has a diploma so interesting conflict I feel like you're you're telling too much <laughs> <laughs> um when star oh when stara fall no when stars fall okay cool when stars fall Grasping at moonbeams. <laughs> this is these titles feel exactly like um, the like airport trash section of the Target bookstore, where it's all like very like mass produced, poorly written romance sure, novels. Sure, sure.
1: The the but you're a horse of it all.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know you're you've you've
1: seen the but you're a the horse co- cover,
0: right? I thought you were talking about the Big Mouth bit.
1: No, 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 no. Okay, I will also be linking to the David Bustle book, But You're a Horse, (laughs) in which this is happening. (laughs) Which is just my favorite internet meme of, like, trashy romance book. In which... A very <laughs> human-looking horse Muscular is horse. holding a woman.
0: <laughs> a wooga.
1: It's like what if what if, what if what uh, if what if what if a centaur just had a horse's head, not a, not a on, on a human torso. Yes, <laughs> a reverse centaur.
0: Anyways, truly, Lisa Halls Johnson contributing in mighty ways to um a section of the literary world <laughs> So yeah. So
1: that that's 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 who wrote this episode. Um which I think is just funny where it's like I don't know, she was just like a it's during this weird writer shuffle that we're going to be talking about a lot during mm-hmm. Adventures in Odyssey and they were like, "Hey, what if you came in and who 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 write for like other parts of this place and wrote a couple episodes for us?" and she wrote an episode and a half and then
0: bounced but oof <laughs> she realized her uh, her strengths were elsewhere yeah
1: yeah you know is, is this episode weak we'll get into it yeah yeah we will <laughs> um uh cast wise we just have the shepherd family and connie yep played by the people who play those characters Mm-hmm. I don't know. we we'll, we'll, we're going to be playing it fast and loose for uh, for split episode summer. I don't know that we're going to talk too much about cast unless it's someone really interesting. Yeah. If it's just kind of house players, we'll assume that we've either covered them or someday will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I don't
1: need to spend, you know, half of our episode getting into the depths of characters who are on, you know, in ten, my ears for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yep.
0: <laughs> and again, I think that that's, that is the... The theme that we will uh, experience with these these episodes. Yeah, like it's fun to talk about like actors and context
1: and stuff. One, when they're like notable names who are coming in. But two, when it's like we're going to follow these characters over like the course of an arc. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking a lot about like the actor's voice performances episode to episode. Exactly. I love having that level of familiarity. When we're doing like one-off half episodes, it just doesn't matter to me. No,
0: no, not at all. Not to me either. And I doubt the chalk squad are particularly itching for it yeah
1: yeah like i want to i want to be able to put my focus on the uh the family i was gonna say on like the writer director like what's going on behind the scenes during this during Production this era family. yeah
0: <laughs> um yeah no It's as it very interesting that lisa hall johnson was the one who wrote this episode because it doesn't feel like an odyssey episode really yeah, I mean, it does not it
1: doesn't. I would say the characters all feel very true to themselves. Yes, yes. Like, she is... She at least has an understanding of who these characters are, what their dynamic is, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's also probably early enough in The Shepherds that maybe this helps shape them a little bit, where yeah. I think this might be... This might be the f- okay. This is literally the so it's the second appearance of Bethany. Mm-hmm. It's um it's early on in them being in town. This is this is the album essentially where they get introduced. Okay, this is be- this is Aubrey's fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally they do opening day, which is the like the whole Timothy Center thing where like the shepherds are introduced, mm-hmm. and then they do Blacker's revenge, yeah. and then it's this, <laughs> and the I would say the shepherds in general have because they're new characters in this ep- in this uh, timeline, and because I think I think Bethany is a character who is very much developed. To appeal to that old, younger demographic that this episode or that these split episodes are trying to appeal to, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna get a lot of we're gonna get a lot of um of Bethany through this.
0: Yeah, I guess or of, I never... of the shepherds of the families. shepherds, but specifically Bethany, like I I don't think that it really gauged for me um, until now, like how much her like how important she was to this era of the show at these like couple albums like yeah I mean, it look, seems like they give her a decent amount of work compared to sure historical. sure
1: it's it's the weird thing of like she's the like aubrey gets to be the one person who is in like she's in blackers revenge and then all the novacom stuff yeah which is like an interesting thing but yeah she's very much like we're getting that that new cast of kids mm-hmm. and Aubrey is Aubrey is the new Connie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways during this era. Yeah. We we talked a lot about the parallels between Connie's stuff and Aubrey's stuff with Under the Influence um, and whatnot and it yeah the, this is she is like the I don't know she's the high school kid during this yeah. time when like we talked about the like last episode about Alex being introduced Alex and Liz mm-hmm. and they're like the middle school kind of stereotypical odyssey people. Yeah. And then, yeah, Aubrey gets to be old. The, the older kid, Bethany is this younger kid, the I'm shepherds like the Donna. I feel like, yeah, maybe yeah. she, but, but with that added element of being rebellious and yes. not yeah. really being a Christian initially yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and you get, like, the Shepherds are... The Shepherds are, like, the closest thing we have to an Odyssey family during this era, which I think is Mm. maybe the bigger point to make, where it's, like, we later will get into some Strasbourg stuff, Mm -hmm. because you and I talked extensively about that, but, like, there's not... And, like, the Washingtons Mm -hmm. are, like, too... Like, they don't show up till after Novacom. Like, this is... Yeah, this is the the Shepard era of of the show in a lot of ways. Um, even if they're not that... Like, they're not as large players as the Washingtons would go on to be or mm-hmm. as the Barclays were before, obviously.
0: But they, it's cool that they get to be so involved in such, you know, important parts of the show for yeah, us. Like, yeah. both Blackard and... Um, novacom and you know you get to see the development there and the way that it's kind of tangentially set up to progress as the greater you know world ending plot progresses is cool i sure, like that
1: sure and we've <laughs> we've we've talked about a i know we said we weren't really going to be doing cast but i feel like it is an interesting thing worth mentioning with uh with jerry hauser being here of like he is um I right. oh um he's jellyfish in the oh, blackguard stuff okay and jerry hauser doesn't have that much of vocal range in my opinion no like he sounds he his ben shepherd is very, very. similar to his jellyfish and yeah. there was you know 3 or 4 years of the show in between there where you can get away with that sort of thing but because of us doing this yeah. I was like I was like oh that's right I totally forgot that he plays both those characters <laughs> and like very much so
0: mhm yeah I feel like his Ben Shepard is like his normal speaking voice and then he was like actually trying to do a little bit of a character for jellyfish yeah yeah
1: yeah I think jellyfish is a heightened version of this yeah, yeah. but but yeah they're they're close enough they're very close <laughs> but but yeah um that's that's kind of what I've got context wise you want to talk about the episode itself Andrew certainly um, oh you know what this should be something that we do explicitly during this series though hmm talk about the ratings on the wiki oh yeah definitely because definitely. we will hit what i i believe unless unless the because the team had it there for a, became the lowest rated episode but for mm-hmm. a longest time it was one of these split episodes that we'll talk about later um but this one <laughs> this one has a 72 uh, percent with 29 votes yeah um, last week's episode while while we're while we're here Uh, had an 86% with 53 votes.
0: Interesting. That feels backwards. (laughs) Really? Uh, I felt like I liked this one more.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Neither of them are
1: good, in my opinion. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Both of those ratings seem high, especially the 86.
0: Yeah, no. But... This feels like a 70%. I mean, like, like if 100% is the best Odyssey episode, and, you know, we get close yeah, to that very rarely. Sure, sure. this is like 65 70 <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah maybe a little. sure
1: sure i'll give it i'll give it a passing grade
0: 86 is definitely too high for <laughs> the eternal birthday which was yeah. 10 minutes of the f- you know four scenes but it's just one scene over and over again
1: <laughs> yeah so so yeah we we start out with Bethany comes bursting into a room where mm-hmm. Aubrey is.
0: She's reading, I thought. The yes, reason.
1: Aubrey is reading. Mm-hmm. Um the episode written by an author centers around a girl who is reading,
0: trying to read desperately. Right. Shocker.
1: <laughs> very Projection much? But also, I was very much a kid who read, so yeah, there you go. Like like when I was when I was Aubrey's age, totally reading. Just just a book guy. Just a book guy. Wow.
0: Yep. That that went by the wayside in like middle school for me. <laughs>
1: nope. I was I was a book guy, I don't know, even through the end of high school for mm-hmm. sure. Even going into
0: college, I was still reading a lot. So are you going to transition to audio books or do you no, have do you
1: podcasts? Podcasts. Okay. You don't need audiobooks when you have podcasts. You don't need books when you have films.
0: Fair. All right. Fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the views of Dylan do not, it's do not um, represent Dylan.
0: <laughs> yes. <Yeah, serious. laughs> but, but no, yeah, no, I, I definitely get that, though. Where, I'm a guy who
1: wants to read more. It's just anytime you give me another option, I take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. My thing about audiobooks is that I love to listen to them before I go to sleep. So, like, that's that's what I've been doing a lot for, I want to say, like, the last year and a half or so. Yeah, when um, I
1: enter my bed, I just want to be asleep. I want to be asleep? Sure. Does not happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> former insomniac dylan weaver i feel like i've done pretty well with that in good job recent years but used to be way more of an issue
0: really where you just like couldn't fall asleep oh yeah hmm. yeah that's unfortunate
1: but i got it unlocked now
0: yeah just gotten into a good pattern or like what worked i who knows puberty <laughs> puberty worked yeah. No, it
1: was well after puberty that i was oh, that i was like yeah
0: during the time of that. the podcast
1: uh, Probably not Okay There's a pretty big gap between puberty And no, when we started yeah, the yeah, podcast, yeah, Andrew no, I know, I know That's like <laughs> 10 years
0: Maybe not quite, <laughs> but like Well, you said it was happening during high school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah Yeah
0: And how long after you graduated did we start the show? Like what? Three years? Two years? You were done with
1: Yeah, two like two and a half Yeah Yeah I don't know. Maybe maybe I was still dealing with it. I, I feel like I haven't dealt with it heavily for a long time. But I do forget we've been doing this podcast for oh, a, long, a long time now. So. Maybe, <gasps> maybe. Anyways, uh, um,
0: Bethany bursts in yeah. and
1: says that Aubrey needs to come out because Belinda's trapped under a log. Well,
0: no, she says it's an emergency. Right. And then she comes out and explains that Belinda's trapped under a log.
1: Right, but but Bethany doesn't know who Belinda is. No, Aubrey doesn't know. Who Sorry, Belinda's. Aubrey doesn't know who Belinda is. I'm gonna keep doing that, aren't I? Yeah. Aubrey doesn't know who Belinda is, and so she thinks this is an actual person trapped under a log.
0: Okay, okay. I thought that she just She said rushes
1: the- out, yeah, and then yeah. once she gets out there, realizes what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is that Belinda, or Belinda Darling, mm. as Bethany is fond of saying.
0: Which is adorable. <laughs> I don't know. I like kids.
1: <laughs>
2: Put me down what? as not a fan. No, I I... Yeah,
1: it didn't feel like a real child. No. Belinda not Darling? Not. Yeah, no. Just doesn't... No. That reads like
0: mom yes <laughs> yeah totally mom yeah but maybe sure maybe she got it from her mom. um yeah and aubrey is very frustrated because she was interrupted and uh you know refuses to play along acts like oh my gosh like you're playing pretend like what like what are you even doing i'm just gonna go someplace else and uh belinda is apparently starts <laughs> Talking to Bethany about Aubrey's fashion and is very upset, and they're you know kind of collectively uh teaming up on Aubrey about you know her not yeah. wanting to play and her jacket mash uh, clashing with her pants or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right Aubrey Aubrey being the only person who can hear Belinda gets to be the vessel yes. by which, yeah, you know. Belinda's insults are uh, experienced.. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, then uh, we, we cut to Aubrey has climbed up to a up in a tree to mm-hmm. read a book and she's hoping this will be a way to escape out in Tom's apple orchards, which
0: mm-hmm. sounds delightful. Right? Yeah. must be... <sighs> yeah, I don't I feel like reading in a tree might be quite difficult. Eh. i'm much I, more under a tree <laughs> i feel
1: like i feel like when dylan was the same age as aubrey they would have gotten along definitely like that and i would yeah. have shipped it
0: <laughs> i would have shipped it
1: cool um so yeah so she, she's she's up in a tree reading a book and uh then all of a sudden yeah, Bethany shows up, and her and Belinda are hanging out in the orchard, and mm-hmm. Aubrey's like, "Oh no, oh, I can't, I can't do this again. I can't do this again." Um, and then Connie comes out, and she's like, "Oh, thank God, Connie's here. She's gonna like put a stop to this." Yeah. And instead, Connie is just like, "Yeah, just is a good adult figure who mm-hmm. plays along with this kid's imaginary friend bit."
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. And and Aubrey is just so confused that yes. this is you know never happened before or whatever like I, that's the thing it doesn't really feel like a great aubrey episode like
1: no no it's not the, like the, it doesn't
0: feel like very realistic for her character mm, i will say
1: yeah i don't know i get the i get the older sibling with a big gap just not wanting to deal with the
0: the pretendness of it all
1: yeah yeah when the embarrassment Right, right, but, and also, like, you're trying to get away from it all, and this, you know, like, I had, once again, older brother, younger brother, six years younger, had a long time where he was a pest. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, the primary relationship with this person is that they are annoying, is that they tag along, is that they intrude when I don't want them to. Yep. Like, I am, you know, whatever. I'm... 13, and this little seven-year-old punk keeps coming into my room Mm -hmm. while I'm reading a book, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and wants to, like, play with your Legos or something.
1: Right, or, yeah, or just be annoying. Yeah. Like, that general, like, sibling perception of, like, you don't actually want to do anything here. You're just trying to annoy me. Which maybe was true sometimes, but also probably. Yeah. Probably would do the... Probably he had better intentions than that.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You're,
1: you're a younger sibling. Sometimes you just
0: want to annoy your, your older siblings. Um, no, because I never wanted to upset them, honestly. Yeah. I, I really, for the most part, like... Well, but Brandon was, you know, he's seven years older than me, so it was, like, a bit more... Like, him and his friends were very clearly, like trying to act more adult and i was you know obviously seven years younger than the teenagers so i was like six or seven i'm like so you guys want to play legos and they're like no leave like what? why no i'm with my friends leave me alone i don't want to hang out with you right now right so that i would say that's probably my closest experience to this but like i didn't i don't like i definitely picked on my younger sister a lot more than i've like really felt like i annoyed my siblings sure I, I love i love grace but I've, I've definitely uh you know past and future guest past and future guest, miss her she's on the other side of the country right now um but yeah i definitely like and with her it was more like it was just me and her in the house and i'd be like hey i'm feeling rammy why don't you stand here and i can push you onto this pillow and it'll be funny for me and for you right and like that that was a lot more of the kind of like sibling annoyance stuff that I sure
1: did. sure uh yeah the so what yeah Beth- Bethany just has no no or, sorry Aubrey just has no patience for this mm-hmm And just leaves upset again and kind of like, oh, I didn't see you up there. Well, we can be quieter. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm out of here. And then uh, goes off to the barn Mm -hmm. um, where she decides to climb up in a hayloft
0: and do Mm -hmm. some reading. Um, That sounds nice. I mean, my allergies would kill me, but I would absolutely love that. That sounds very comfortable.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, she's, uh, she's up there and... Once again, Bethany comes in mm-hmm. with this time with her dad, mm-hmm. and she, and Aubrey's finally like, all right, Dad's gonna talk some sense into her, and then he just plays along, and mm-hmm. Bethany once again does this thing where she uses Belinda as this proxy to compliment her dad, yep, and he's like, oh well, there, like, thank you, whatever. It's like it does feel. I, un- I sympathize with Aubrey's perspective of this feels very manipulative yeah like does Beth- Bethany knows what she's doing and is just trying to like have a vessel to be mean to me
0: yeah kind of yeah that's fair that's and fair.
1: like suck up to my parents yeah and or our parents I guess and yeah I I I don't once again I do not think that's what Bethany's going for but I understand the perspective of of Aubrey. I mean, she might. Look, I'm but... always going to sympathize with the older older sibling. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I... My best friends are older siblings. My best friends are older siblings. Well, they're not the oldest, but one of them is. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah, so Dad plays along. I think they get on a horse. They they, they take yeah, a horse out. Yeah, they do. They do take, um, take a horse and out. And they go and go riding, which is fun, and there's you know aubrey's up there sneezing in the hay all frustrated like oh my gosh this is annoying oh my goodness you know um and yeah it it means fun fun bit um and then she goes to the pantry (laughs) yep (laughs) to hide and read um and this uh is this episode written like a letter or like narrated like a letter i think it might be
1: does Aubrey because isn't it beginning no, where she's like she does not, oh
0: I was doing this 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 and then all of this happened because I feel like at this point she narrates the fact I don't that think she's it's, like the snacks were there and stuff. I didn't think it was narrated I thought she just talked to herself oh maybe maybe that's it maybe that I it. think she's it's just,
1: just like the clunky audio drama of let me say this thing
0: to myself okay okay that that makes just as much sense um Yeah, she was saying, like, oh, I moved, you know, moved to the... Because I don't think it's...
1: It's not written with any sort of, like, thinking back over this thing fondly. No, yeah. We maybe get her... Or, like, she's not... She's definitely not narrating it from after the fact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There might,
1: we might get some internal monologue, or we might just get her verbalizing
0: it, but it's mm-hmm. not her, like, looking back on a thing. Like, oh my gosh, today this happened. Yeah. Yes. In the ways that we've definitely talked about with Odyssey, where they, like, write letters, or they do journal entries, or whatever. right? Um, or they life in the third person. Oh, we love a life in the third person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, But, yeah,
1: Aubrey—or, sorry, Bethany then, of course— Comes, comes into in. the back pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, Needs the cookie cutters for Play-Doh. Yep. Which classic Aubrey is mad about because she's like, "You don't even like. You hate using cookie cutters with Play-Doh," which is a hilarious, like sp- sibling-specific. Yeah. But yeah. like, but he's like is another good thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. So it, like, gives support to, where where Bethany's like, yeah, I do, but Belinda Mm -hmm. wants to use them, and Mm -hmm. I'm willing to concede to her, and I'm like, like, okay, this is funny. I guess this is how imaginary friends work. I do not know. Uh, Or is she just looking for a way to, like, she knows that she has the perception of hating to use cookie cutters, but secretly she's like, I'd love to give them a try, (laughs) and so she's just like, this is a way to do it. I... I don't know how active of an agent Bethany is in this because I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I didn't have an imaginary friend. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know to what extent you are self-aware
0: at this age. Well, I guess it. I mean, how old is Bethany supposed to be? Isn't she like six or something? Probably. Yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. I would ballpark her as. She's definitely self-aware enough to understand that it's not real it's honestly like my child psych uh, analysis of the situation would be that she's looking for attention like this is clearly you know
2: Mm.
0: i didn't think about it until covering the episode but she's always showing up where aubrey already is and that feels not coincidental in the sense that like she's playing she wants the attention she's got her imaginary Mm. friend and maybe you know the person that she wants to play with the most is aubrey and she understands that aubrey doesn't want to play with her right now and whatever so she's playing with her imaginary friend but the person whose affirmation she wants the most is aubrey's um because she is that older sibling and that preferred uh like playmate gotcha okay Yeah, yeah i can i can i can buy into that i i don't know it's it's interesting but it you do raise a really good point and you know it's with children it's such an interesting situation because their development is not their mental development at a young age is not displayed physically you know because mental um it's so hard to gauge like what behaviors are appropriate for a certain age and like what in certain circumstances and then as to what point is it like? Oh, this is bad. This is inappropriate. You're seriously regressing, or you're not progressing in the in the right way.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, but like the explanation we get at the end of the episode, of which we're we're getting to, uh, makes it make a lot of sense as to why this is happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Aubrey kind of explodes here mm-hmm. to sort of her mom. Yep. And is like, I'm going to call a family meeting. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, no, absolutely. Well, actually, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you should call a family meeting. Mm-hmm. Which I'm interested in family meetings to me only feel like a thing that exists in Odyssey. They should exist more in all Odyssey. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. I guess Focus got this right or whatever. But like, I don't. The concept of family meeting is something I'm only aware of because of Odyssey. Yeah, like, that's fair. Like there's even that when we've talked about it before but like the bit um where like the Barclays have family meetings mm-hmm. and then like adults get like two votes to their one yeah. or whatever and so it's like it's this funny it's this funny thing where I'm like there was no illusion of democracy in my household. Yeah, no, no, there was no illusion of democracy either. Like A the family idea... meeting
0: was gather together and listen to dad. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Like, the closest thing we ever got to a family meeting was, like, I don't know, getting yelled at over dinner? Like, I, yeah. not that paints my parents in such a bad light, but I'm just like, there was not a, there was not, no collective decision making. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was no, like, we didn't have a say in things as children in this formalized way I'm yeah. sure they listened to our thoughts mm-hmm. and asked for our individual input sometimes on things Yeah. and like if I really wanted to go to X museum when we were on this trip they'd make it a priority
0: mm-hmm. like it's not like <laughs> no no it wasn't like you were neglected but you no. just didn't have to like formally file but a complaint right, like, <laughs> but this, this, this like
1: whole like there was no structure for it
0: yeah yeah
1: no, no, 100%. And it just, it it is, it's like every family in Odyssey has this. Pretty much. Like the Barclays do it, the Washingtons do it, here we have the Shepherds. It just feels like this Device-o was...
0: oh, explanation.
1: <laughs> well, but...
0: <laughs> or exposition, I should say. Sure,
1: sure, it might be the
0: exposition element,
1: but I also wonder if this is just not like they are fundamentally called focus on the family and regardless of whatever else they have going on that sucks yeah like they do seem to care like they are focused on quote-unquote
0: parenting your kids right yeah yeah no and and there's a lot like the amount of intentionality that is 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 right yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> the amount of intentionality that they put in the way that they raise their kids, I think, is admirable. Um you know, obviously, I've expressed the the directions that they go are not, you know, particularly ones that I agree with. But uh, I think it's, you know, it, at the very least, it's admirable that, like, yeah, we want to have open communication to a certain extent and um con- like continued communication between. Families, because they also stress like family prayer time and couples' prayer time and everything sure, like that, sure. which those are like really, you know, cool, important things that I think, you know, develop uh, family relationships. It's, it feels like a, like a, <laughs> it feels like a, like a apartment, um, like, like like a loft meeting in New Girl, a you know, show you haven't seen, but sure. know, like th- a bunch of adults is kind of the vibe that I get from Odyssey and the way that they portray it, with the exception of the Barclays and their two votes thing. But this, it sounds like there's an established, we have family meetings, and then... Aubrey comes into planet. Mom's like, no, we don't. This doesn't need a family meeting, which would be my initial response. And then she's like, oh, crap. Well, she's old. She's got to have the autonomy to be able to do this. Okay. Go uh, for it. I I think her, I think her, I read
1: her as being extremely passive-aggressive. As okay. being... Oh, you want a family meeting? We'll give you a, a family, family meeting.
0: meeting. Okay. Like the yeah.
1: you're calling this because you think Bethany's out of line. In fact, you you're are out, out of line, line okay. and we are going to show you. Okay, that makes a lot more sense as to what
0: happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is that is uh, that is my read on it. I not. I read to, too not optimistically. Not to, to, to the mother. disagree with you. <laughs> no, but, no, you're fine. Um, but, yeah, so she shows up for the family meeting, which includes Connie for some reason.
0: So bad. Feels so bad for Connie. Never want to be in those situations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just like, right, I, I know Connie. Like, they work together. Like, her and, the, the you know, Ben and...
0: What is... What is Mrs. Shepard's name? Oh, I no. don't know.
1: <laughs> oh no! I wanted to say Eileen, and then I was like, nope, that's Elaine, which is Ellen. Is it Ellen? Really? It's, El- it's literally Interesting. Ellen. Interesting. And they go from Ellen to Elaine for uh, for the Washingtons. Wow, really mixing it up. huh? Uh huh. Okay. All right. So they we got we got we got Ben and Ellen, and it's like you know they work with Connie, whatever. So it's like there's there's that weird. I don't know. Con- Connie's in a weird. Place dynamic or like a weird relational (laughs) dynamic, always, but I'm like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going for here. But regardless, um, they, uh, yeah, Connie, Bethany, or Aubrey walks in Mm -hmm. and she goes to sit down and she can't sit there because. There's an imaginary friend. And basically Mm -hmm. everyone has shown up and brought their imaginary friends.
0: Yeah, it was Belinda and Cornelius were the two because Cornelius was added later, um, like as a friend of Belinda or something.
1: What? No, it's each adult has a has their imaginary friend. Okay. I believe that. Yeah, I I forget what all of their names are, Mm -hmm. but it is. But yeah, it's like each of them introduces who their own imaginary friend is. Mm-hmm. From like, it's uh, assuming it's the one that they grew up with, but it might just be, hey, we're just making up somebody here. Yeah. But, but yeah, so Connie has one that is confusingly named Alex, which is a bad idea when literally the previous half of this episode introduced a character named Alex for the first time. Yeah. In the show. Canonical and so they child. clearly just didn't... Um, they both teams writing these episodes knew the name Alex was on the table that and they could create a character with that name and they both did it.
0: <laughs> That's unfortunate. But, but yeah,
1: so Connie's got Alex, and right, someone has Cornelia or Cornelius. Yes, I forget. Mm-hmm. The dad has someone, mm-hmm. and then um, then we've got we've got Bleeble.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and Bleeble is
1: uh... uh can we just can we just acknowledge ben shepherd saying bleebs Bleeble. my man is <laughs> so <the funny>. best <laughs> so funny it's, it's the time i think he sounds bleebs most most jellyfish <laughs> yeah but but yeah
0: it, no yeah it's, Bleeble it's shows a... up
1: but he's just like bleebs how's it, it going dude
0: ben He's just a great dad, yeah. honestly. Ben Shepard, underrated. How's dad. it going, Bleed. buddy? I
1: haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so and yeah, they're 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 explaining who beloved is to mm-hmm. to the audience and mm-hmm. trying to jog Aubrey's memory and at one point Connie's like, "Ah, oh, I like your we we find out that he's a space alien." Mm-hmm. Um and Connie's like, "Oh, I like your yellow spots." And Aubrey's mm-hmm. like, "Purple." <laughs> they're <laughs> purple spots with green antenna. Yep. Yep. And and it's just like she's finally like she breaks and yeah. she's like, Alright, cool, I'll play along with this. Like yeah. I'm I'm fine with being with being, you know, a a friend. Yeah. Too.
0: Well, and understanding that it's like and we kind of glossed over it. So basically, you know, they just moved to a new space and uh, a new place and it's really normal for kids to have imaginary friends when they lose all of their friends from an old place like they're you know yep. not super quick to make new relationships especially if they're not uh, terribly outgoing kids yeah um and so yeah and then like aubrey really then understands it and that's when they bring in Bleeble and aubrey's like oh, okay okay yes i am no better She's my sister, like, yeah. we all have our imaginary friends, and Connie's playing along, and everybody's playing along, like, I'm the one that's not playing along.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, it, it finally clicks for her, and then, right, she also gets to, like, yeah, I just, I like the idea that her imaginary friend was a space alien named pleable
0: No, it's incredible, it's top
1: notch! <laughs> like, it's it's, it's very, it's very funny, and... Yeah,
0: it's unlike my anthropomorphized trash house. <laughs> Man,
1: imagine if you just named him trash house.
0: No, that's gonna be my rapper name. <laughs> Duh.
1: My bad, my bad.
0: Bunker the trash house.
1: <laughs> now, trash house, your first album's called Bunker.
0: Ah okay. Like that, like that.
1: Up to you whether it's an album or a mixtape. I don't know. I'm not I'm not oh. hip with the rap lingo. i don't know what the kids call an album these days um but yeah there there's there's this interesting bit where um i I think it's i think it's ellen talking it might be mm -hmm. ben but says uh, we were both a little bit concerned about how we should handle this as christians but Tom and Connie assured us it's not a big deal. Oh yes. yes, Which is such a funny, like we're new Christians. I don't know, is this like D and D where it's satanic for our kids to imagine
0: things? <laughs> hey, new season of Stranger Things. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, it is really funny, and I totally didn't write that down, but I noticed it when it happened in the episode as like, wait, what? The they they were worried about this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like from they're, an existential but like, but spiritual the, point. But it's that funny <laughs> thing of
1: it's like they're new Christians and there yeah. are so many rules where it's just like, I don't know. Am I, am I stepping on a landmine here? Yeah. Is this not okay? <laughs> Was Better go talk to like my mentor and Kadi and find out if, if, if what we're doing is cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: which is just, yeah, it's just such a funny, it's such a funny thing, but it's kind of sweet. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah. and and yeah that's 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 where we go out aubrey aubrey is reunited with bleeble um Bleeps. becomes <laughs> becomes more chill every with time every time Bethany. we swear on the
0: on the podcast can we just have it say bleebs instead i'll
1: just cut that little bit oh i will literally cut ben shepherd saying bleebs it's <laughs> pretty the... good
0: Let's see if you cut it in <laughs>
1: But you should actually swear if we're gonna do that. Oh, bleep. <laughs> now use it in a sentence.
0: Oh bleep is a complete sentence. No. Um I'm pretty bleep hungry. <laughs> wow. Got him. Got him. Bleeps. Uh-huh. Bleeps, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, goodness yeah and oh and he comes from the planet glork <laughs> glork <laughs> which is very calvin and Hobbes. like i know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like gorks and mm. qx something or other yeah
1: yeah good good imaginary friend i was trying to think of famous imaginary friends Hobbes is uh is Hobbes an iconic is top one.
0: notch uh i guess Snoopy his buddy shaw is okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a fan of shaw <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, not a fan of that movie. The only Fast and Furious I've seen. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw.: I have not. Oh goodness. I watched it with uh, with uh, past and future guest friend of the show, Arthur Woods.
0: Really, that nope. was I would have guessed Adam Deckard, like nope, interesting. Had you seen any of them? Had Arthur seen? Yeah, he, he loves those movies. Oh. That's surprising, actually. I agree
1: but uh, far be it for me to tell a man what content to enjoy
0: yeah there are people listening to us talk on the internet
1: it's true um yeah and
0: uh yeah other I, famous imaginary friends what, what am i missing i feel like there's so many yeah uh, well I'll, i mean winnie the pooh's essentially an imaginary mm-hmm. friend right mm-hmm. good point good point um and tigger too take and tigger too take her in rue uh
1: Yeah. but i feel like yeah i don't know there's probably like an imaginary friend episode of arthur like this oh, feels yeah, totally. very yes like very the, much
0: this feels like a very arthur episode right of well see
1: it's the, the aubrey bethany are a very good like arthur dw corollary in that yeah, regard definitely. like the annoying younger mm-hmm. sis sibling like plays out very nicely here but yeah but yeah i don't know Love you got this. you got anything else you want to you want to say about the episode andrew
0: oh not particularly um oh man there was something really like i was excited to plug and now i'm forgetting goodness oh i know uh imagination (laughs) i'm plugging imagination wow big big fan of imagination if you see a kid using it uh reward them immediately give them anything they want Cool. Uh, imagination is a dying art and it is the foundation for our critical thinking skills as adults. Okay. So very important that kids have imagination.
1: And I am plugging manipulation. Imagination's <laughs> dark cousin.
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shout out to our
1: coverage of the video series in which we talk about uh not Dr. Blackard's manipulation station. station.
0: Yes. We we do love to see it, both very uh, Doctor Who esque and obviously the opposite of what Jesus would want for us. Right.
1: Um <laughs> You said that with so much sarcasm. I'm like, <laughs> yes? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Manipulating people, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no,
1: I think I think that is that is pretty opposite what Jesus would want for us, Andrew.
0: Based on my understanding of the gospel. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable
1: with saying that statement. <laughs>
0: Theologically, I've come down very hard on anti manipulation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we've got here, folks. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the
1: episode. That's the uh, the conversation. Um, I I think that's the plugs. I don't think I've got anything I feel like adding to that. No, certainly. Um, so so yeah, then uh, next week we're gonna be talking about episode four thirty one, where there's smoke.
0: I'm so excited. Bye, guys. Bye. WADFAM Chalk Pod is a presentation of the litits
1: Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WADFAM Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WADFAMChalkPod at gmail.com. Bethany's imaginary friend was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Rod Fam Chalk Pod.